0: Hey, welcome back to the SBC History Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Holmes, and I've got something very special for you today. If you've been listening, you know over the past few weeks I've been releasing some old audio I came in possession of uh, from the 1959 Southern Baptist Convention Pastors Conference, uh, Baker James Cawthon preaching in the 1960s at Falls Creek, and this one I think is really special. It's maybe the most special. Today's audio is of Dr. E.W. Perry, preaching in 1960. Dr. Perry was born in a log cabin on May 14, 1882, the son of Jack and Mary Perry. They were both former slaves. The third of 11 children, he was born in the poorest of situations. As he grew up, he moved around and experienced a call to ministry. He pastored uh, in Texas and he wound up in Ardmore Oklahoma he helped edit a paper there and uh, then he eventually moved to Oklahoma City becoming in 1915 the pastor of Tabernacle Baptist Church that was the largest African American Baptist Church in Oklahoma City and possibly for our time the largest church period in Oklahoma City he served there for 42 years until his retirement and then served as pastor emeritus until his death while he was there he led the church to become one of the leaders in the state regardless of race or denominations he served the Oklahoma Baptist State Convention as president for 43 years uh, for 12 years he was the vice president of the National Baptist Convention uh, his influence in these areas really can not be overstated Uh, a sermon he preached at the convention in 1931 is credited with saving the National Baptist Convention his leadership in the church and his denomination is part of the reason he was asked to be the first African American man to preach before the Southern Baptist Convention it was held in his hometown of Oklahoma City in 1949 he was known as the Prince of the pulpit to those who knew him and that day he did not disappoint the legendary pastor R.G. Lee, who you can hear preaching on previous episodes, was president of the convention that year. He's the one who asked him to preach. It said before he began preaching in Oklahoma City, uh, Dr. Perry asked that Lee not ring him down, meaning put a timer on him, as he said he had been 60 plus years in coming from a log cabin to preach that night. The eyewitness accounts are really amazing and the testimony that they gave it says 6,000 people gave him a standing of ovation when it was over this is no small thing because as you know the Southern Baptist Convention was founded to allow Baptists to continue to hold slaves and send missionaries the convention that once enslaved people like him now listened with rapture as he stood up to preach the story of dr. Perry is one that really shouldn't be forgotten he served as pastor there for 34 years he was the first african-american to preach at the SBC convention there's so many other things about him that are remarkable and as far as I know this is the only recording of him preaching this came out of the Oklahoma Baptist Historical Archives some reel-to-reel tapes that were converted and like I said, to my knowledge, this is the only audio of him preaching anywhere. I've searched around everywhere. I've asked archivists and researchers elsewhere, and I can't find it. But hopefully there is more out there. But I'm glad to bring this to you today. The audio is not always the best. And when he gets going, he is loud and uh, and enthusiastic. And it, it pops and cracks sometimes. But I really hope you will take the time to listen to it. I know you will enjoy it. So, take a moment to listen to this. As always, remember to like and share with your friends. I really hope you enjoy this by Doctor E. W. Perry preaching in 1960.
1: He has been the president of the Oklahoma Missionary Baptist State Convention since 1919. A year ago, this less than a year ago—I was in their state convention meeting in Tulsa got there the last part of the week and they had been going since Sunday. One of the brothers got up and made a motion. He said, I would like to rescind the action that we took two days ago in electing Dr. Perry for the 39th year as the president of our convention. And said, if you will vote to rescind that action, then I think I can make another motion that you'll be happy about. They voted to rescind the action. Then this brother got up and said, now then I want to make a motion that we elect Dr. Perry as the president of our convention for life. And with many cheers, they elected him as president of that convention for life. I thank God for Dr. E.W. Perry. He is God's man. Many of you will never realize what he has meant to Oklahoma in helping us in the racial problem <coughs> because he was God's man rather than the devil's man. I'm happy to present to you Dr. E.W. Perry. Dr. Perry, you take whatever time you want. They're not going to get in any hurry about leaving. Thank you. Hmm.
2: Dr. Pennington. My brothers and sisters in the Lord. I think that's the usual way I salute you, rather than brothers and sisters in (laughs) law. It has been a glorious benediction to have sat among you and moved among you for the last 24 hours more or less it's just like being in the school of the prophets to sit and listen to these immortal truths and the inspiration that from? I do appreciate it beyond the possibility of self expression. I would like to make this observation before plunging into our principal message to you. I want to thank you all the past. And so what you have meant uh, to my people and to the work we are engaged is you have cooperated and assisted us in going forward in the field of Christian education and mission, which has been a great boom benefit to our denomination as Negro Baptists of this state. I want to thank you for what you have meant and for what you have done for me personally. Last year was the golden year of my ministry. So far as public relations is concerned. It was the crowning act, and you, in a large measure, played the biggest hand in it, celebrating our fortieth anniversary as president of the Oklahoma Missionary Baptist State Convention, which gave us a great meeting in our local church last August with Dr. R.G. Lee, his principal speaker, on that memorable night, and you were there from all over the state, and large and glorious numbers. And I, was, I have letters. I have three big books of letters, three or four hundred letters from over the state and the nation congratulating and saying some very flattering things about me, and most of them came from you. I even had a letter from the Vice President Nixon of the White House. Whoever dreamed that the son of an ex-slave would receive a letter from the Vice President of the United States of America. If I hadn't been born with a hard head, my head would have swelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> You've meant so much uh, to us, uh, your cooperation with us. And I want to ask you to not stop. We're oh, not ready for any benediction at all. <laughs> we want to continue this happy relation. I was sitting there a bit ago Dr. Pennington was about to present me and reflecting upon uh, the past. This month, 53 years ago, I had my First urge to preach. It disturbed me. I became rather dissatisfied with my prayer. Disturbed. Nobody asked me. Nobody bothered me. A wife and two children, and we were eating three meals a day. But I got disturbed and troubled. And I couldn't find any rest. And I find myself praying. And I found myself quoting within that passage of scripture in Jonah arise, go. And I was way back on there in the northeast part of our country. The extreme northeast edge of Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a call to come west and a call to preach. I fought it from January to the last week in August telling the Lord he was mistaken. It didn't mean me. No, I am unworthy, unfit, unprepared. And you're calling the wrong man. Something ran through me as I sat there. Recall that moment on the fourth, Saturday before the fourth Sunday in all. I was lying down on the floor with my faith buried in my hand. And I said, Lord, live or die, survive or perish, I'll go. Regardless of the cost, it just seemed like a load fell off me. I felt that light, I felt that I had done the will of my Father. All of my disturbance really left and I felt as dissatisfied as though the thing had already happened to me. Fifty-three years ago, and I was reflecting and this is what the Lord had store in me. I had a simultaneous call both to the ministry and to the West, And the Lord called. The Lord has been with me. The Lord is still with me. And I have tried to keep myself humble so I could be used of the Lord Propagating the gospel of the kingdom. And I'm thankful, even though impaired physically, I'm still thankful that I'm yet alive and can speak in the name of Jesus. I don't see you, I do So there's no need of looking. Had to watch for well, I can't see you watch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no need of making any signs, I can't see that. I can't see them. <laughs> and Just grin and bat until I'm through or get it and go. <laughs> <laughs> Preacher, evangelist, it has its associations with angels. To be an evangelist, you put yourself in company with the first angels who proclaimed the gospel on Bethlehem Plain. Herod, God, the denominated the preacher and the pastor as an angel of his church at Cepardosia and Ephesus and, and the like. And ye whom your Lord's commission bear his way of mercy to prepare. Angels he calls you. Be your strife to live on earth an angel's life. To say that I'm an evangelist, you put yourself under the highest bracket and realm, the activities of the human family. You associate yourself immediately with God and angels. And call men out of darkness into the marvelous light of God. It's the greatest work given to the sons of men. Paul says in his catalog of the heroes of faith in the 11th chapter of the Hebrews speaking of Moses that he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Seeing, what, the, what do you see? It all depends upon who look and in what direction you look. Some people see. By the way, I heard a little piece of poetry many years ago that two men sat behind prison bars. One saw mud, and the other star. Who's looking? What do you see? He stated that a minister a pastor finished a very mooted message to his congregation a questionable passage of scripture one of his bold deacons arose when he had finished and said brother pastor i don't see eye to eye with you on those exegesis you gave on that scripture." <laughs> He said, that's all right, Brother Jones. If everybody's so eye to eye with me, they'd all want my wife. <laughs> the deacon said yes, and if everybody so like I did, wouldn't anybody want it? <laughs> for beauty. It was beautiful, the sun is hard on the eye of others. It depends upon who looks. We don't see with our eyes, we see with our minds through our eyes. Where is your mind? And looking ahead, what do you see? That's what I want to call your attention to in this message. It is written in the book that by faith Abel offered unto God. A more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained that blessed plaudit, he pleased God. He, yet being dead, still speaks. <laughs> Cain, after slaying his brother Abel, built a city. Cain is not known today. He's not heard today. City is not known. Abel built an altar. He still lives. His blood still talks. What did Abel see in his worship? He brought forth a lamb. He saw him who is invisible. He saw down through the corner of the sanctuary somebody carrying his load to Calvary. He saw somebody taking his place. Jesus was either everything he said while on earth in the flesh. Or oh, he was the biggest humbug ever walked this earth. But nobody can use the, the expressions and declarations that Jesus used without either being God. Are the biggest liar in all the world. You've never heard a man, even Uncle Jordan Stalin, Hitler, or any of the the Napoleon, or any of the world conquerors, you've never heard a one with even the courage to say that all power in heaven and in earth. Is in my hand. He said, I am the way. I am the only way. Without a way there can be no going. He said, I am the truth. Without the truth, there can be no knowing. And he said, I am the life. Without life, there can be no growing. So in Christ, you complete with the necessity both of this life, and the life throughout eternity if you haven't seen him like Moses who is invisible I plead with you the day before the sun sets and rise again
0: to find
2: him my God almighty who is the way the truth and the life. Surrender your life and heart and soul to him. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Nobody has the courage or the audacity to use these expressions, but uh, those who have abiding are all those who possess the power that Jesus possessed. Jesus majored in the personal pronoun. For me to get up here today and spend this time lauding and talking about I and my and what I can do and what I have done and what I. I'd soon become disgusting to you and you'd want to get out of here. But Jesus, tells you that
1: I am the life,
2: I have all that you need. Amen. You're hungry, I'm brave. You're thirsty, I'm watered. My God Almighty, if you have no pants. I'm a friend that's is closer than a brother. He's everything that to me Abraham looked down that long road. By faith, he saw something down the line. By faith, he saw the Lamb of God. By faith, he took Isaac to Mount Narai. By faith he surrendered all that he had to God and nobody can ever come to that point without coming away blessed. When you surrender all then you're not going to do it until you get a clear vision of Jesus. I can't see him with my natural eye but there is an inner eye the Lord has given us five physical senses. Then He has given us also this sixth sense to keep these five from making fools out of us. <laughs> that sixth sense is faith. Faith in God. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Know that I serve a God, that I follow a God
2: who never made a mistake. Amen. Amen. He said, Jesus, I own thee. I am the light of the Lord. I am the leader. No man coming under the fire but by me. I am the highway, I am the only way, I'm the eternal way, I what here before the foundation of the world. You haven't seen him and brother until they go back even beyond the stable of Bethlehem. Jesus doesn't start there. No, no, indeed. I like that passage which says in the beginning. What the words? In the beginning, whenever it was. You have no debate with science about the world standing so many so many years and talking about the Bible it may not be true because it Recall there that the world stood out uh, for maybe six or seven thousand years, and science has told us that, uh, hallelujah, the world is more than a million years old, but the Bible doesn't say anything about uh, the world starting six thousand years ago. That's not even the revelation of those who wrote the Bible. No, no, the man Moses uh, in writing. God guided his pen said in the beginning, whenever it was. Amen. Was it was a minute a friend, friend, or twin was, trim? it was a word, he was in the council back before there was a then or there or a when a where. He, he knows that he is everywhere. He used the present tense all the time. Lo, I am with you. Not I will be or a I but I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He was in the beginning or before, the beginning of time. He is the eternal God. And when you look down the road and see him it gives you courage to fight on. I know you've gotten to places. If you haven't, you haven't been as far as I have. You've gotten to places where oh, you couldn't see. Your way clear, it looked dark. All around you, you didn't see how you're going to make it all forwarding. One of my weaknesses is the time of God. I curl bridges lots of time before I get to them. Wondering how I'm going to pass on. Well, hallelujah. If you can keep your eye on Jesus. He will make a way somehow. And that said, I'll never leave you. Alone. Lo, I'm with you always. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. He was with Moses. It is said by faith, Moses, when he comes, yes, refused to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why? Don't you think that Pharaoh had the Moses sitting a setting rather on his lap and the that Pharaoh took his crown and put it on Moses' head when he was a little boy because his daughter had adopted him. Joseph was fed that Moses took that crown off and threw it on the floor and jumped out of Pharaoh's lap and Stepped on the crowd and (laughs) made (laughs) them Hallelujah. The Lord (laughs) has a medicine in store for me. He saw something that's invisible. He looked down the road and he saw somebody coming from even the dying, gone from barn, treading the wine, pressing coming to redeem his people. He come to tell you today, it's just the same. You may not have seen him. Sometimes the Lord brings us into dark, bewildering, trying situations that He might open our inner eyes of a better self, that we might get a sight on the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You sometimes wonder why do on your right? sometimes you can't repress the tears, the Lord, sometimes I to wash our eyes with tears that we may see him who is invisible down at the end of the road. I know if you're human like I am, there comes a time when it looks like he doesn't exist, but just keep on looking. Even down the road, he's straight and narrow. You can't go everywhere and follow Jesus. You've got to keep your eye on him. It is said that a man out in the country many years ago, right after snow, two inches of snow had fallen on the ground, and he had some boys out there in the country and he said I want to see which one can walk this straightest line across this field to that pasture over on the, on the other side and many boys started out going across but their steps were winding first in and out and there uh, one boy Started across the field, standing erect and walking erect, not turning his head to the right or to the left, but stepping right straight forward. And when the test was over, his line was straight, almost as an arrow, not a wall in it. And they all asked him, How did you do it? straight he said I tell you what I did I fastened my eyes on that tree standing on in the pasture I didn't turn my head either way but I kept my eye on that tree stepping straight forward looking at the tree not looking at the ground or anything around but the tree oh, hallelujah. Jesus, is that tree, the tree of life, if you keep your eye on him, you walk straight. I am the way, the narrow way, not the broad way, but the narrow way. Everything else was sidetracked for Jesus there's more fire and all the world against you. If he is for you, you, said who can be against you? If God is on your side, he's more than the whole world against you. There are some of you, the other day, remember no doubt, finding him on the old fashioned way. I came along in Three or four things had to happen to you before you could become a member of the Baptist church you first had to say something yes then you had to believe something and then you had to tell something and then you had to feel something amen oh, <laughs> bless his holy name Jesus ever makes himself manifest it to you? You, yeah. <laughs> they used to say I looked at my hands and my hands looked new and I looked at my feet and they looked new too and all around and looked new. I tell you, you had the same hands, you had the same feet, but your outlook on life had been changed. Jesus had moved in and had changed you. Out looking, you were looking different. You looked different. You walked different. And he tells you, "I must go." It tells you, "You must give up all. What I am to you is what more than all this whole world. You must surrender all if you would see me in the Father." lead into the glory land, must not even look back. He said, if you look back, you're not fixing my kingdom. You're about to go forward with a determination in your heart. let hell, in wild, deluge rage, let storms of sorrow fall. May I but reach my heavenly home, my God, my heaven, my all. I am determined to hold on and hold out until the war is in.
1: Amen.
2: What you see influences you more than any other senses. Seek Jesus. Are you? I met him 67 years ago, last September. God, my He's been with me! He alone! I've been in the dark. He's never left me alone. He's guided me down to this very present. And I'm happy and thankful that I love. Oh, I love everyone here. I love God! I love be people known. those who no, love God. I don't see your color. I see Jesus in you. I see heaven in you. I see glory in you. God bless you. Jesus is in you. You are my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. The Lord is grace. Thanks a lot. Amen. 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 Amen.